Hi, SIBKL. I hope all of you are doing well in this lockdown period. I hope more than well that all of you are thriving in this season. I'm doing not too bad myself. My kids have just started to get used to spending a lot less time outdoors. You know, I've been, uh, I haven't had a lot of time to chill. I wish I did. Uh, but in the little time that I've had to kick back, I've been catching up, reading up on a bit more of my fiction reading, uh, which is uh, quite refreshing uh, given that Every time I, I, every time I read the Bible, it's nonfiction. Amen. And by the way, that's a very good thing uh, that when we read our Bibles, it's nonfiction. Speaking of which, if you've got your Bibles, can you turn with me to Genesis chapter forty-one? Let's read some nonfiction in in uh, from our Bibles on this morning. I want to share with you a little thing today about reserves, about your spare tank. Right, so if you've got your Bibles, you can turn there. If not, it's on the screen as well. I'm going to read to you a bit in a moment. But first, I want to give you a little bit of context. In Genesis 41, Joseph, the Hebrew boy, is at the bottom of the food chain. He has been sold as a slave to Egypt. He has been put into a prison cell. He is right at the bottom. And then Pharaoh, the king of Egypt, is starting to have dreams at night that he doesn't understand. So one night he has a dream about seven fat cows coming up from the Nile. And after the seven fat cows come out, another seven cows, lean and ugly, come out. And these seven ugly cows, lean cows, eat up the seven fat cows. And then after eating them, they don't look any better than they were when they started Pharaoh is perplexed. Actually, he has another parallel dream about grains of corn, but let's stick to just one. He's perplexed. His word get, goes around no, because nobody can interpret that dream for him. So word goes around that there is a young Hebrew boy in prison who's good with interpreting dreams. So all the way he goes to the palace of the Pharaoh and he's interpreting the dream for Pharaoh. Now, now let me drop you in uh, on uh, on, on the Bible text, starting from verse 28, Joseph tells the Pharaoh, the seven fat cows are seven years. The seven lean cows are also seven years. Verse 28, it is as I told Pharaoh, God has shown to Pharaoh what he is about to do. There will come seven years of great plenty throughout all the land of Egypt, but after them there will arise seven years of famine, and all the plenty will be forgotten in the land of Egypt. The famine will consume the land, and the plenty will be unknown in the land by reason of the famine that will follow, for it will be very severe. I'll drop you down on verse 34. Let Pharaoh proceed to appoint overseers over the land and take one-fifth of the produce of the land of Egypt during the seven plentiful years and let them gather all the food of those good years that are coming and store up grain under the authority of Pharaoh for food in the cities and let them keep it. That food shall be a reserve. SIBKL, can you say with me, reserve? Come on, church. 
that food shall be a reserve for the land against the seven years of famine that are to occur in the land of Egypt, so that the land may not perish through the famine. Heavenly Father, I pray, Lord God, that you will exalt yourself through the through the reading and the breaking into of your word. I pray, Father God, that today you will shine through like a brilliant light through the darkness, through the midst of darkness, Father God, and you will inspire us through the inspiration of the Holy Spirit. May I decrease, may you increase, Lord God, to the praise of the glorious riches of the sacrifice of Jesus on the cross and his resurrection power. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen. SIBKL, I'm so excited because I really want you to see what God is doing and what God is saying to our church in this season. Remember Easter service? I believe that most of us uh, um, sat through Easter service from our homes. It was so powerful and Pastor Chu was sharing about three movements, right? Three movements. The first movement is, is that you start out in fear and uncertainty. You must get out of the first movement into the second. The second movement is when you encounter triumphant faith, right? So you move from fear and uncertainty away. Stop talking about that to move because you have triumphant faith. And from triumphant faith, you must move out of this to the third movement. What is the third movement? Go back to your first love. Go back to your first call. Right? So I spent a lot of time on Monday and Sunday and Monday thinking and praying through this. What God, what is my first love? God, what is my first call? And the Lord has been speaking. I want to share with you, my friends, it's not your first love. To love the Lord with all your heart, soul, mind, strength, and to love your neighbor as yourself. So friends, I believe God is saying this to us. Part of the third movement, to move into your first Love, go back to your first love, means that there is a neighbor to be loved. But then there is also that first call. There's a first love and there's a first call. What is that first call? I started asking God, God, what is that first call? And he reminded me all over again. Last year, you did the book of Matthew, right? Church, it's not your first call to come, follow me, and I will make you fishers of men. So friends, if you have a first love and if you have a first call, I believe that part of that first call means that there are some men, there are some friends out there to be fished. So friends, I believe that as Pastor Chu and the whole pastoral team leads us into this third move of what SIBKL is doing in this lockdown period, that there is going to be a neighbor to love. Everybody say neighbor to love and there's going to be a friend to fish, right? Everybody say a friend to fish, a neighbor to love and a friend to fish. And through this starting point, I want to break into Genesis 41 and show you two things, just two things. Your reserves are for the giving of life. Your reserves are for the opening of doors. Let's say that one more time, friends. Your reserves are for the giving of life and your reserves will open doors. Amen? Amen? How do I get this? Well, let's look back. Genesis chapter 41, right? What does Joseph say? He says, take all your food reserves. Store it up because there is going to be a day of famine and in that day of famine, you're going to need that reserve. But if you look at Genesis 42 and 43, 44, 45, 46, all the way through, right, you're going to see that Egypt did not hoard 
those reserves for themselves. Egypt did not only look after themselves. Now, what did they do? When famine hit, they opened their doors and the entire region poured into Egypt to trade and to buy food. What was God's plan? God's plan was, and I believe God's plan always is, that the reserves stored up through the wise counsel of God himself is always for the feeding of nations, not just for the looking after of ourselves. Friends, I want to share with you this. Because because God stored up a reserve for Egypt in that day, he managed to feed and sustain the entire region. We saw how Joseph's own family came and traded and bought grain from Egypt. Because of that, God's promises, God could, God could keep his promise to his people by having his reserves feed the nations. SIBKL today. I believe that we are a people of much reserve. We are a people of much in our spare tank. As I began, I'm not even talking about material reserves. I'm talking about your faith bank. I'm talking about your, your faith capital, your relational capital. SRBKL, 25 years of fruitful ministry in our church. But today, this year, 2020, we've hit a strange, difficult season for not just us, but for the whole land whose reserves will go out to feed the nation. SRBKL's reserves have been stored up 25 years in order to feed the nation today. Friends, what happens if, you were to, if we were to say otherwise? What happens if we were to say, no la pastor, don't be stupid la. Now everybody got to look out for yourself, man. Every cent is precious. You better keep it properly. You better look after your own people first. What happens if we were to say that Friends, I want to remind you that in Luke chapter 12, there was a man who thought like that and this man had a bumper year and he stored up a reserve just like they did in Egypt except that when he stored up his reserve, his heart spoke to himself and said, Wow, I've got so much stored up to eat for myself. I will eat off the fat of the land forever. I can go young kaki. I don't have to do anything anymore for the rest of my day. I am done. Early retirement. You know what the Lord said? You foolish man. Like that. I can take your life. And in that story, in that particular parable that Jesus told, he did. Now, what am I trying to say? I'm trying to say that, friends, when you store up a reserve for yourself, that you do not, you do not enter into God's divine purposes for what those storage, uh, that storage is for. But when you when, when, when we see that our reserves are for the blessing of the nations, then we enter into the perfect will of what God is doing through His blessing us. So that today we can say we are blessed to be a blessing. We are a river that constantly keeps on flowing. We are not, we're, we're, not a, we're, we're not a dead sea, right? Water flows in and it gets stuck. We are a rushing river and as God continues to pour, we continue in our generosity and in this way, the land will, will not perish in the famine. Amen.
I want to share with you guys this thing because I think it's so important. Throughout this MCO, I've had the privilege of having front row seats of being part of the COVID-19 fund, right? So, so my role, I've been, I've been collating the photographs and collating the data and, and helping uh, the Mac team to put together the weekly videos that Pastor Chu has been sharing. And, and we just heard uh, a few moments ago about the amazing things that God has been doing through our church in this MCO. Just this last week, so many people got fat that's what it means that's what it means church but I want to share with you it is not just about material reserves it is about your relational bank it's about your spiritual bank SIBKL where what is in your spiritual capital how much of spiritual capital are you holding that you can use a little bit to invest into someone Friends, I believe that we are in a season where you can just pick up your phone. Even just after this online service, you can just pick up your phone. And I and I guarantee you, you just scroll through your phone book, you will find at least 20, maybe 30, maybe 50 people whom you can send a simple text to. And you can you don't have to do anything really complex. You can just say, hi bro, how are you doing? How is your business uh, 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 taking this lockdown right now? I, I'm sure you've got to pay uh, uh, your staff. I'm sure you've got rent to cover. You guys doing okay, uh, bro? You know, um, how can I pray for you? You know, can I can I be honest with you? If you were to send just one or two of those texts and follow up with one or two more questions, you will be amazed at what your friends are going to share with you. They're going to share with you things about themselves that you never knew and only because you asked only because you ask. And that is a reserve. That is a relational capital that you can invest into right now and see where God takes it, right? So what? So I want to share with you about, about a guy. Uh, I know he's, let, let's, let's just call him Bob, okay? So I want to share with you about Bob. He's, he's one of our guys here in SIB. Um, and, and what he did was one of the days in, in, in the MCO, once we started our, I think when we started our second, the, 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 the second bunch of, of two weeks, right? He, he dropped the text. So he had been making friends with his barber uh, for, for the last couple of years. And, and his barber is not a Christian. So, so just at the start, of April, if I'm not mistaken, he texts. So that this was, so this was before um, the second round of MCO, right? First round of MCO, he texts his barber and, and and he says to his barber, "Hey, bro, you know it's April. My hair's getting long. You know, um, all our hairs are getting long, right? So he says, my hair's getting long. You know, wanted to drop by, get it cut, but obviously none of us can do that. How are you doing? How are you doing with no income? I'm sure you still have rent uh, for your shop to 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 keep up." Are you doing okay on that front? You know, is your landlord chasing you? I'm sure you've got rent to pay for your own house as well. How are you doing, bro? Are you able to meet some of these commitments? You know, and, and he just left it at that. And you know what happened? The barber texted him back. And the barber, his, his friend, his barber friend told him that, hey, bro, you know, thanks for, for, for asking. Yeah, I was just talking to my landlord. And, and, and my landlord doesn't seem like he wants to back down on... on on giving, uh, on making me pay my rent. So I really don't know. I'm really scratching my head. I don't know how I'm going to continue in this barbershop business if this thing keeps going on. And so what Bob did, what Bob did, he just started, so he sends another text to another friend. We want his lawyer friends, right? And his lawyer friends uh, 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 replies him on how, on some a bunch of things about giving him some ideas about how to deal with his tenancy and, and all that stuff. So Bob now texts back, 
his barber friend and says, bro, I want to ask you a couple of things. Number one, how much is your rent? Number two, uh, do you have a tenancy agreement? Because what Bob wants to do, he wants to go through his tenancy agreement and look for, a, for, for like a force majeure clause, right? So he says, if you have a tenancy agreement, send it to me. I want to read it, you know. By the way, you know, um, I've just sent you 250 bucks, right? Um, so so don't pay your rent yet. Let me help you out with that. But, but this money, just go eat some real proper food um, for the next week or two, you know. And, and, and I'm hanging by, you know, the moment we reopen, I'm going to be the first guy to come and cut my hair, you know, and whatever like he said, like, you know. Um, so, and you know what his, you know his bubble friend sent back? He sent back the cry emoji, right? He sends back the cry emoji. I know because I, like, like I saw his text, right? Uh, he sends back the cry emoji and he says, bro, you won't believe it today. I would have been celebrating my second anniversary of opening in this particular shop lot. And last night, in, while doing my, my daily prayers, I was praying and asking God to ease the way so that I can continue running this business. And today, of all people, you come and send me money. And he sends the cry emoji. Friends, this is what the church looks like. This is what the church looks like in a time of lockdown. SIBKL, do you know how powerful what this Bob has done? What Bob has done is now the doors have open. Before this, Bob probably had not a lot of room to share the gospel, but now the doors have blown wide open. Now, Bob can share his being, his use, his reserves, whatever. I mean, come on, man. People out there crying, crying or crying in their prayers over 200 bucks or something like that. Bob heard that cry because Bob spent like one night praying for him. You know what he said? He, he, he texted to, this, to, 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 to his friend. He said, because his friend said, but when I shy, I cannot take your money. You know what he said? He said that, bro, I prayed for you last night. And God, my God told me to give you this money. So I cannot disobey my God. And you cannot refuse this blessing. So take this blessing. This is from God. Can you imagine that when he says, I, in my own prayer time, I've been asking God to ease the path. And now you came and blessed me. Friends, this is an opening of doors as never been before. But first, the church must go back to its first love and first call and see that our reserves are for the giving of life to the nation. Our life, our, our, our reserves, is not for us to hoard for ourselves, but for the giving of life to the nations. Friends, I want to share with you that in Luke chapter 11, Jesus himself talks about what it means to have reserves or what it means to not have reserves. In Luke chapter 11, Jesus talks about the friend who comes at midnight. I'm going to read this to you um, and then explain to you what's going on. Luke chapter 11, this is from verse 5 uh, through to verse 8. Which of you who has a friend will go to him at midnight and say to him, Friend, lend me three loaves, for a friend of mine has arrived on a journey, and I have nothing to set before him. And he will answer from within, Do not bother me. The door is now shut. My children are with me in bed. I cannot get up. I cannot give you anything. I tell you, though he will not get up and give him anything, but because he is a friend, yet because of his impudence, because of his, his how audacious he is, um, he will rise and give him whatever he needs. Friends, this this whatever I'm going to share with you is not even so much about about a prayer, even though it is very much about our persistent praying before God. But I want to share with you from Luke. 
this Luke 11 friend at midnight text that there are three kinds of people out there in this season of coronavirus lockdown. And these are the three kinds of people First, there is the guy who is the traveller. And the traveller is a guy who is in need. The traveller is a guy who did not anticipate that he's going to need dinner, right? But he has arrived at midnight and now he needs dinner. That is the friend out there. The guys out there who are in desperate need at this time. And then there is the traveller's friend. The traveler's friend is the guy who, who is, has come to require... Who, the the, the traveler's friend is the guy who, who is now in the position to give, right? But he has no reserves. The traveler's friend has no reserves. I've got no bread. My friend has arrived. I've got nothing to give him, right? So there is the traveler, there is the traveler's friend, and then there is the friend's neighbour. The friend's neighbour is the one who has resources to give, who has a reserve to offer. But if he gives, if he gives, it's going to cost him something. He's going to have to let go of bread. He's going to, it's going to cause him inconvenience. He has to get out of his bed. He has to change. He has to put on some clothes. He has to go to the front door. He has to lie on his neighbour, right? S-I-B-K-L. I believe that there are people in these three categories represented all throughout our church, even right now. Some of you, you have been told as soon as MCO started that you are now on no pay leave and you suddenly find yourself in desperate need. You find yourself in need and you find yourself that you were not prepared for this and you're, and, and you're stretched and you're finding it really hard. And that is you. And if that is you, my friends, I want to pray and I want to speak this over your life that there is going to be a a supernatural power, a resurrection power of Jesus Christ is going to come over your life and come over your, 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 your career and come over your business and he's going to bring it back to life. And I speak this resurrection power to lift your business back up onto a new standing so that you will be on a stronger standing when all of this is true. And I pray that for you, my friend. But some of us, we are not that guy who is the traveller, we are the traveller's friend. And we found ourselves with very little, wondering, hey, do I have anything to give to my friend? Well, we're Because we're the ones who are directly in relationship with the guy who's in need, but we find ourselves almost with nothing to offer. And maybe some of the times we find ourselves with so nothing to offer that we just retreat into our into our our, our Netflix and we retreat into our our games and we retreat into our, our our whatever it is because we don't know what to do in this strange season. And then there is the third guy. The third guy is the friend's neighbor. This is the guy with reserves. SIBKL, you know, when I think about all three, I believe that very few of us are actually that second guy who has nothing to give because we are, we are a church that has been growing. We are a church that has been feasting on God's word. And like I said, it's not just about material reserves. It's about your relational and your spiritual reserves and capital so that friends, what can you give today, S-I-B-K-L? Are you going to be the friend who can lie on your traveler friend at midnight when he comes knocking, S-I-B-K-L? Your reserves are for the giving of life. Giving of life 
to the nations. And not just that, not just that. That was the first point. Your reserves are for the giving of life. Now your reserves will open doors. As I became, remember I shared with you the story of Bob and his, and his barber and now those doors are open. I want to share with you now very briefly a passage from uh, Acts chapter 12, right? So I'm going to turn now to Acts chapter 12. It's going to be on your screens as well. And I'm going to read to you from Acts chapter 12 one amazing, amazing story of Peter's um, prison break, right? Peter breaks out of prison by the power of God. And, and I'm going to read this to you uh, right here from verse 6. Now, when Herod was about to bring him out on that very night, Peter was sleeping between two soldiers bound with two chains and sentries before the door were guarding the prison. And behold, an angel of the Lord stood next to him and a light shone in his cell. He struck Peter on the side and woke him saying, Get up quickly! And the chains fell off his hands. And the angel said to him, dress yourself and put on your sandals. And he did so. And he said to him, wrap your cloak around you and follow me. And he went out and followed him. He did not know that this was being done by the angel. Whether it was done was real, uh, but thought he was seeing a vision. When they had passed the first and second guard, they came to the iron gate leading into the city. It opened for them of its own accord. And thereon, Peter was free. Friends, I want to share with you three things just from this one little story. The first one is this, the angel got to Peter in the middle of that prison. Now, you have to understand this. Peter had been giving of himself. He had been giving generously of himself to the nations. He had been giving, he had been, he had been even overcoming his prejudices against the Gentiles. He'd been giving so much of himself. And then he finds himself in prison, right? A little bit like how Joseph found himself in prison. But in this story, the angel of God comes, wakes him up and tells him, get up quickly. Get up quickly. S-I-B-K-L. Wake up and get up quickly. When the angel says this to him, it is a way to communicate a sense of urgency over the matter. You have to quickly arouse yourself. Get up because I'm going to do something in the days ahead. I'm going to do something in the steps ahead of you. And you don't know what I am doing, but I am doing something. But right now, your call over you is to get up quickly and have a sense of urgency. S-I-B-K-L. Let's get up. Let's arouse from slumber, from Netflix, from, from whatever we have been binging on, this MCO, S-I-B-K-L. Let's get up quickly. And what's the next thing? Put on your clothes and your sandals. Put on, get dressed, get dressed for the occasion. Why? Why, angel? Why should I get dressed? I am doing something. I am doing something. You don't know it yet. You're here. You've gotten up. Now you need to get dressed up for the occasion because I'm going to take you somewhere. S-I-B-K-L. God is going to take us to a place where the iron doors, the uh, iron gates of the city will be open up for us but first we must get up quickly then we must get dressed for the occasion get prepared for the occasion and then the angel walked Peter out past one round of guards past one more round of guards past one round of police roadblocks past another round of police roadblocks and then the iron gates of the city opened by themselves 
SIBKL, I really believe so strongly. As if I didn't believe this, I wouldn't be, have chosen this text or, or, or been led by God to this text to share it with you. I believe so strongly that this is the season for the church to shine. This is the season for church to shine because a people who live in deep darkness on them, a light has shone. That's what Isaiah 9 says. But through what window will the light shine? Through the window of S-I-B-K-L for this nation, for this season, through the window of the church, the Lord will shine a light into a darkened world. But first, we must go back to our first love, go back to our first call. There is a neighbor to love, there is a friend to fish. Friends, S-I-B-K-L, S-I-B-K-L, your reserves are for the blessing and the giving of life to the nations. And here's the best part. Your reserves will open doors. They will open doors that your words could never have opened. Friends, your words, we always think our words are like a key and we want to share, but there are some people, their doors are bolted up so tight, so tight, that there is no way for our words to open up those doors. But in this coronavirus lockdown season, your works, your love, your text, your Zoom call, your your phone call to a friend in need, to that friend who comes, that traveler at midnight, your practical love can speak life and that life can turn, God can take it and he can turn it into a giving of life. Like, like Bob, how he gave 200 bucks and it became a giving of life. And from there, doors will open. S-I-B-K-L, this is the hour, the finest hour. We stand on the edge of the finest hour of the Malaysian church of the Malaysian church to rise up, shine a light. And after this, I really believe this, that the church, if we get this right, we will have a standing over our land, a spiritual authority. Because the spiritual authority comes when we love more because our call, our greatest commandment is to love the Lord and to love our neighbour. So where do we get that spiritual authority? When we obey the word of God, when we obey that commandment to love Him and to love our neighbour, when we take back spiritual authority, it will be the finest hour for the Malaysian church. Come back to our first love. Come back to our first calling. Your reserves are to bless and give life to the nations. And your reserves will open doors that previously could never have been opened. As I became, God will take every single one of you to go through your phone books, to reach out to friends, to business people, to people in employment, to people now no longer in employment. God can use you to be a vessel of His blessing to the land. So SIBKL, are you excited? Are you excited? SIBKL, you know what? I want to end this right now so you can pick up your phone and just send those texts out right now. But what we're going to do is, right now, let us worship. Let us worship the most powerful, the most high God. Let us allow Him to fill us with a love like never before. Let us allow Him to saturate us with a love for the land, with a love for our neighbour, with a love for our friends. And then after that, after that, send us out. Send us out into the world to give life and to open doors. Amen. Church, let us pray. Let us pray. I believe that God is going to do something in our midst in this season. But now, 
Let us pray. Father, we thank you. We thank you that as we close today's online service, that we can come before you and hold on to you and hold on to a hope and hold on to a trust in you, knowing, Lord God, that when you said in your words, whoever chooses to cling to his life will lose it, but whoever, whoever loses his life for my sake and the sake of the gospel will truly find it. Father, I pray that today you will put a supernatural generosity and a bigness of heart and courage into every single one of us watching this from home uh, on video and you will work in us to become a blessing to the nations. So Father, I thank you and I just pray, Father God, that you will be with every single one of us, inspiring us every day, Lord God, to be strong in this season, to be excellent in this season, to be dynamic and explosive in this season of SIB Chaos Journey with you. We love you. We give you thanks. Now may the Lord, may the love of God the Father, the grace of our Lord Jesus Christ, and the fellowship of the Holy Spirit be with each and every one of you. Until we meet again and see each other across the video like this. And all of God's people, shout it out. Amen. Amen, church. Amen. Aren't you, aren't you proud to be a Christian? Aren't you proud? And aren't you so joyous to have a good, good, generous, big-hearted God like ours? Well, I'll see you guys. Have a blessed Sunday. Have a blessed Saturday, whenever you are viewing this video. Until we see each other again uh, over the video or in real life. See you guys. Have a great, great weekend. Some of you may have never received Jesus Christ as your personal Savior. The Bible tells us that if you openly declare that Jesus is Lord and believe in your heart that God raised Him from the dead, you will be saved and you will have eternal life. Today, if you want to receive Jesus, why don't you follow me in this prayer? Father God, I confess I am a sinner and I need your forgiveness. I believe you sent Jesus Christ, your son, to die on the cross for my sins. He was buried and rose on the third day. I accept Jesus as my Lord and Savior. Thank you for loving me and accepting me as your child. Thank you for the gift of eternal life. In Jesus' name I pray, amen.